everyone, another episode of Financial Aid, where Believe's uh, college football and basketball betting podcast. I'm the host, Ben Wittenstein. Follow me on Twitter, at Ben Wittenstein. Uh, you can find all the podcasts uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We've been going through some of the line movements on Tuesday, and uh, today's the day. Thursday. Bet's Thursday. Lay it all on the line. Time to put the money where the mouth is. Got some picks, uh, some three, four, and five-star picks, a hold-your-nose bet, gut pick, and, of course, a group chat play of the weekend. So we got a bunch of picks to pick from, a bunch of picks to do. Uh, we are 11-7 and seven on the year so far with picks through the last three weeks. 61.1% win percentage. It's been going well. A little worried it's not going to go well because it has been going so well. You usually expect, like, a, a downturn after you've been doing so well and hitting some bets, but I feel pretty good about these picks. Been researching them uh, throughout the week, prepared to give them out. A couple favorites, uh, some... Some over-unders, so let's just get started. Let's get started with three-star pick of the day. Let's go under 49 for Nebraska and Rutgers. This is going to be a stinker of a Big Ten game. I think this game might get like two or three viewers at most when it plays on Saturday. No one wants to watch Nebraska. No one wants to watch Rutgers, mostly because they're not very good offensive teams, and that particularly is why we're going to go with the under 49. It's two teams with bad offenses. Nebraska's 71st in points per play. Rutgers is 121 in points per play out of 131 teams. They're not a good offensive team. Nebraska's not a very good offensive team. But Rutgers, top 50 in the nation in takeaways a game. Their defense is um, not terrible. It really isn't that bad of a defense for the Scarlet Knights. I mean, they... They, they've been doing a good job limiting big plays. They've been doing a good job, you know, other than playing Ohio State, but it's Ohio State, so I'm really not even focusing on that game against the Buckeyes because they are the Buckeyes are just going to dominate everyone in their path, whether it be Michigan or Rutgers or, or whoever it's going to be. They're really not going to give up much of a fight from anyone other than maybe some of the top teams in college football. So throwing that game out the window. Other than that, Rutgers, uh, their defense is all right. They play slow, 105th in the nation in plays per game. It's a slow pace. Nebraska runs the ball a lot. They're 14th in rushing attempts a game, so they like to run. Rutgers is slow. Nebraska runs, which runs time off the clock. Not very good offensive teams. Let's go under 49. I don't really want to go any lower if this number gets to 48.5 or 48. Maybe stay away, but right now, as I'm recording on a Wednesday evening, under 49 is the play for Nebraska-Rutgers. And another under that I have in the Big Ten, surprisingly, Purdue and Maryland. This game is going to be a little bit more fun, I think. A little bit more evenly matched teams. The line is minus three. It's going to be probably close for most of the game. I can't really pick a side, so I'm going to go with the total. We're going to go under 59. Purdue showed us against Minnesota how good of a defensive team they can be. Now, granted, Minnesota didn't have their starting running back, but they only gave up 10 points to the Gophers. Showed off their defensive abilities. They only allow 3.4 yards a carry. Good for 34th in the country. Maryland is 23rd in the country in opponents' points per play, so their defense isn't too shabby themselves. You know, I, I just think in a game like this and with a total as high as 59, it's hard to see, honestly, either of these teams scoring in the 30s, let alone one of these teams scoring in the 30s. I think the defensive for both teams are capable enough or competent enough to be able to keep this scoring on the lower end. And if you like a trend, if you're one of those people, the trend is your friend. All three of Maryland home games this season have gone under. The last two Purdue games 
have gone under, and the last three Maryland games have gone under. So these teams seemingly are not living up to the market's expectations of high scoring. Now, is the line moving? Is the market starting to recognize that? I'm not 100% positive because this number is kind of around where a lot of those te- where those totals were. So 59 is going to be a number that I, I like, uh, maybe a couple points lower. But other than that, if you know, if it's 57 and a half, 57, I, I would stay away. But 59, 58 and a half, 58, I think are solid numbers. Go under Purdue, Maryland. That's a three-star play for me. All right, let's go up another level. Four-star plays. I love this play. I loved it. I grabbed it earlier in the week before it ticked up half point, And it's Tennessee minus three. I got it at Tennessee minus two and a half. I'll be fully fully transparent there. And I would have made that a five-star play. But the line right now as I'm recording is Tennessee minus three. So I'm going to grade it as Tennessee minus three. Make it a four-star play. They're going to Baton Rouge. Going to LSU facing the Tigers. And normally, I would be a little hesitant to bet any team that has to go to Baton Rouge and play LSU in their home stadium. However, this game is at 11 a.m. local time. 11 a.m. local time. You're not going to have any of the fans drinking for 10 hours, getting ready for this game, a raucous nighttime environment in Death Valley. You're getting none of that. You're getting a Tennessee team coming in late morning game. They're coming off of a bye, also is Tennessee. They've been preparing for this game essentially for two weeks. Hendon Hooker has looked great. Tennessee's quarterback hasn't thrown an interception all season long. I like Tennessee minus three here. LSU really, against Auburn, didn't convince me they were a good team. I wasn't super impressed with them. And I bet LSU, with the spread, minus eight and a half against Auburn, they couldn't cover. And really, the only reason they were able to win is because Auburn's offense stinks. Four turnovers from Auburn in the game. And then Auburn didn't even score in the entire second half. Their offense is terrible. So, I'm not... You know, I know Brian Kelly loses week one, and and that's acceptable. It's fine. Understood. I'm not really holding that so much against LSU, but I wasn't super impressed with their game against Auburn. So I like Tennessee. They look good. LSU's defense is going to be the only issue, I think. And Tennessee has not faced a defense as good as LSU's all season long. I still think Hendon Hooker is going to be able to take Tennessee to win, especially cover this three-point on the road, day game in LSU, not as daunting. Give me the Vols, minus three. All right, I do have a five-star play, amazingly, this week. Didn't have one last week, have one this week. And uh, it's another Big Ten game. This game's going to be a clunker, a clunker. You're not, you're not going to want to watch this game. You're not going to want to turn it on. This is a game you check on your phone throughout the afternoon, see how it goes, but it's uh, or throughout the evening, I should say. Illinois, minus three and a half against Iowa. It's a night game in Champaign. Everyone's going to be up. Everyone's going to be excited. And let me say this, why I like Illinois. First of all, I like Illinois as the team themselves. You know, they're great defensively. Amazingly, people don't think Illinois is still a good team this season. I don't really understand why. Good defense. Eighth in yards a game. 33rd in sack percentage. They get to the quarterback. They're able to use that defensive line to get to the quarterback. Iowa, when they have the ball, 116th in QB sack percentage in the nation. Spencer Petras under attack a lot this season. Illinois also has the third best rushing defense in the nation. 71 rush yards a game. I'm, I, I love this Illini team. Their offense is good. Tommy DeVito, their quarterback, arguably top five quarterback in the Big Ten. Running back Chase Brown. 
getting some Heisman uh, chatter, a little bit of chatter happening on social media this week. Getting a little bit some whispers, some Chase Brown whispers. He's been impressive. The, the nation's leading rusher in terms of yards. He should be getting recognition. This Illinois team is good, and, and I said, starting this out, you know, on their own merits, I like Illinois. But let me let, let me let me tell you about Iowa here. Oh boy, do they suck. The, Iowa is a very bad team. They're not good offensively. They don't have any wide receiving help. Spencer Petras is always on the run. Offensive line, not good. The only saving grace for Iowa is its defense. It it, it thrives on takeaways. And if you watch the Michigan-Iowa game last week, well, how did Michigan survive? How did Michigan survive offensively? Well, they, they ran the ball. They didn't pass. They didn't use J.J. McCarthy as, as much as they probably could have under a, a normal circumstances. This Iowa team loves to take the ball away. They love to pick it off. So keep it on the ground, and I think Michigan gave the rest of the Big Ten that blueprint to figure out how to beat Iowa because their defense is good. I'll give it to them. Their defense is good. But Brian Ferentz, offensive coordinator, Kirk Ferentz, head coach, it's not working. It's not working in Iowa City, especially offensively. It's uh, They are about as bad as it gets offensively. So Illinois at home, under the lights, give me the fighting line. I minus three and a half over the Hawkeyes. Five-star play right there. I have a hold-your-nose bet, and this one I I, uh, I don't love. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to make it like an official bet for the hold-your-nose bet, but it's something I do have to mention because it's a trend that I've been following, and I think we've been following it's a podcast for a while, and it's fading Auburn. Fade the Tigers as much as you can. Till Brian Harson is fired, team doesn't like him, I don't think. Fans don't really like him. He's a dead man walking at this point, and I'm really surprised he hasn't been fired some time to fade him. Fade him as much as you can. Fade that Auburn offense. You know who they're playing this week? You know who they're playing? One of the best defenses in the country, in the Georgia Bulldogs. You know what their team total is? Nine and a half. The Auburn team total is under double digits. Nine and a half. Makes sense. Georgia gives up 13.5 points per game. Auburn only scores 17.5 points a game. They scored 17 in that game against LSU. All in the first half. Got a field goal in the first quarter, 10 points in the second quarter. Did not score the rest of the game. It's an incapable offense. It really is. It is anemic. It is bad. And against a Georgia team with as good of a defense as they have, it's going to be hard for them to find double-digit points, I think. Auburn got some of those points also off turnovers. I don't think Stetson Bennett's going to turn over the ball as much of this Auburn defense. So let me just say, hold your nose, Bet. This is a stinky one. This 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 is going to be hard, and I understand if it's hard for some people to even place this bet, but Auburn team total under 9.5. That is the hold your nose bet for this week, and it really is a stinker. Uh, I have a gut pick as well, and if you're new to the podcast, gut picks are just what it, what it says. It's my gut, going with the gut, not really a lot of stats to back it up. Just kind of what I feel. And usually for a pick like this, I'll go back to what I know, what made me money last year. Made me a little bit of money this year. Not as much, but still could be successful. And that's Alabama minus 13 and a half in the first half. Go with Bama first halves. They're a moneymaker. They were a moneymaker last year. Won last week. And they're playing Texas A&M this week. Primetime game on CBS. Going to be fun. Going to be raucous. But Texas a and is not a very good team. Not a very good offensive team, I should say. 
And the one stat I'll put here, because it is a gut pick, this is really just kind of on an instinct, go with what your gut feels, feels Alabama first half. But Alabama leads the nation in points per game in the first half. 29 first half points a game for Alabama. And it's going to take a while to scroll down to find Texas A&M. You're going to have to keep scrolling, keep scrolling down, go past 70, go past 80, go past 90, and they end up 115th in the country in first half points per game. Seven and a half for Texas A&M. It's an anemic offense. It's a rough offense. And I know the history between Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban. I know all of that. And maybe people are worried Jimbo's going to come out with all these new plays and a new offense situated, everything like that. But Alabama under two touchdowns going into halftime against a historically bad Texas A&M offense in the first half. I'll take Crimson Tide. I'll take Nick Saban. I feel good about it. That's why it's a gut pick. And finally, group chat play of the week. Get the phones out. Text the group chat. This is the play, uh, and I talked about it to start the podcast for a three-star play. It was the under in Nebraska Rutgers. Let's go ahead and take Rutgers. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's fade Nebraska, because to be honest, Nebraska hasn't impressed me. Sure, fired head coach. Sure, they beat Indiana. It's Indiana. They're coming off a win against Indiana that they probably honestly should have lost that game, but they didn't. Indiana's not great offensively, not a very good defensive team. They're just not a very good team. So Nebraska winning that at home, not the most impressive. Now, first true road test of the new era for them. Go on the road to Rutgers. And as I mentioned, both teams, bad offenses. But the tipping point for me, A, Rutgers is an underdog. You can get them at plus 125 on the money line. You can get them at plus three on the spread. Three points as a home dog to a Nebraska team that's not very good. I'll take Rutgers on that one. On the money line, you get plus money. I like it. Their defense has been what's impressed me the most, and I think their defense is what's going to be the difference in this game. The offenses hopefully are not going to score too much for the sake of our under. I don't think they will. I don't think we're going to see a huge shootout, 60, 70 points from these two teams. But I think what's going to put Rutgers over the edge is that defensive play. They're 31st in rush yards a game on defense. Nebraska's 14th in rush attempts a game. One of the reasons I like the under, Nebraska runs it a lot, so it'll run clock. But Rutgers and their defense, one of the things it's best at is stopping the run. And I, I really, <laughs> I know, you know, they tell you don't don't bet bad teams. Even if you like it, don't, don't bet the bad teams. They will find ways to let you down. And I think that is really good advice for the most part. But in a game like this, Nebraska's the worst team out of them all. I think Rutgers is a, is a capable team. They're they're fine. And I think them coming off such a bad loss against Ohio State might be hurting how they look in the market. So I'll, I'll stick with Rutgers. I'll stick with the under in that game under 49. And I'll stick with the Rutgers money line, plus 125. If you like the spread, do plus three. But I, I think this is Rutgers' game to lose, especially with the talent they have on defense. So... Those are my picks. Again, we'll go through them. Let's see. Under 49, Nebraska Rutgers. Purdue, Maryland under 59. Tennessee minus three at LSU. Illinois minus three and a half versus Iowa. Auburn team total under nine and a half. And Alabama minus 13 and a half in the first half. And the group chat play of the weekend, Rutgers Moneyline plus 125. Appreciate you all listening this week. Good luck on all of the bets. Again, you can find me on Twitter at Ben Wittenstein, and uh, I'll be posting out, it should be a link inside the bio of this episode. You can see the show 
uh, spreadsheet with all the plays, all the results, and everything that I'm doing. So fully transparent. You can see everything that's going on. Certainly important. But until then, I'll talk to you next week.